So was it loaded with a real bullet or what? Yes, I don't, I cannot tell you that. Okay. We have two injuries from the movie gun shot. Okay, we're getting them out there already. Just stay on the phone with me. Okay. Within 15 minutes or 20 minutes after that, the police arrived and took the church set and put the crime tape around it, the yellow tape, and forced us all to the perimeters of the parking area where we sat and waited. She was in the church, and she was not taken out of the church for quite a while. In the aftermath, there was chaos and confusion. But nobody told you what happened? No, no. It, was, it wasn't until I was in the police station. Hours later, I mean, it was like seeing aliens. It was, it was utter disbelief over the idea. It was unacceptable, the idea that it was a live round. And finally, one of the police officers, at the conclusion of my interview, I was there for like an hour and a half or so, she takes her phone and she slides it across to me. She says, that's what came out of Joel's shoulder, a 45 caliber slug. It was a real bullet. Had you known that Joel had been hit? No one had any idea until that police officer, that sheriff's officer, said to me, this is the slug, 45 caliber slug they took out of Joel's arm. And then the kind of insanity-inducing agony of thinking that someone put a live bullet in the gun. Wow. So a movie about a crime scene turns into a crime scene. Does art imitate life? Voicemails to man from Detroit. Happy Thanksgiving. Sorry for the little delay. Hope all is well. There comes all the big stuff. Are you ready? No, I might have hit on the button wrong. You know me, I don't find memes too dangerous or offensive. <laughs> I think they're kind of funny myself. Actually, I got a friend of mine who makes them. Sometimes I make some too. I just kind of put them out there. I'd be amazed. Which ones are mine? <laughs> Maybe this one is. Nah, that's not mine. And once again, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. It's the holidays and you're listening to Man Behind the Machine. Happy holidays. Leave a voicemail, 313-MAN-0231, and we'll air it. Thank you for listening.
Computer, simulate man behind the machine, outcome. A couple years ago, Ocom published a paper called Simulating Man Behind the Machine. It's a very interesting and worthwhile read, and one of my most favorite parts is where it argues that man must not only be able to understand technology, but must be able to master it. The following is a bit of an excerpt from that paper. Also, it starts off with a link to one of the original papers from Ocom but they're behind a paywall, so I can't link directly to them. Introduction, what the study of robotics is all about. By this point, most readers are familiar with what a robot is, or how it differs from man. As we have seen in the study of biological cells, the robot must have not only the capabilities of man, but it must be understood in the same manner. Even the most successful robot of the past, such as Asimo, does not appear. The computer is the latest thing, a tool to aid the man on the job. But as often happens, things got out of hand and before the technology is ready to become useful, the machine may be using the man. The result may be a disaster. The computer, originally invented to assist man in calculations, is quickly moving from the lab to factory, from the university to the public. Some businesses are already using computers to do simple tasks, such as scheduling the day's work. The computer is also coming to bear down on complex problems, such as how to make a product more cheaply. To be useful, computers must know and remember things. This is a problem for man and machine alike. Man is notoriously forgetful, and no computer has yet been built that has mastered the art of memory recall. But the computer can be programmed to do what man would. It can read a book. Put. Computer, simulate man behind the machine and the machine behind the man. We are still making computer models in this day and age. Why? It seems that there is a demand for computer modeling of human systems, both animate and inanimate, for research purposes and in education. But what is it that is the problem, and can we work on it? There is a demand for a realistic computer model of a human agent. So you want an animate human in a computer model. But, what is a human and how do we define a human? Well, first we need to specify how we know it to be realistic. We can specify a realist definition. Realism is the theory that objects in the world, or what has happened in the world, is as it is because it is, and is as it seems to be to us. The real is that which is as it is said to be, and is not otherwise said to be. Computer, simulate man behind the machine, as if man himself had been a part of the computer, then we would have lost some of our individuality. And that's not a good idea. Dash. Mercata 5. 
it looks like there are plenty of companies where there was once a computer. And now there is a team of people who are coding a computer on a tabletop in the lobby. Dash. Kevrel. I see more and more computer companies who want to hire more and more programmers. But at my last position my boss complained that I didn't have enough projects to do. Dash. Todnicks. Does anybody know of a similar book, author? Tilda. El Davido. This book is the most famous book on this topic. I believe it was written by Nielsen and first published in 1973. Computer, simulate man behind the machine. It is almost too obvious that man-made machinery has come to dominate the world we live in and the machines have become much more sophisticated than the sum of human capabilities and designing and engineering. The human mind has been almost completely left behind the design and control aspects of all the machines of the modern era. The computer has come to play an important role in this age by providing the necessary computing capability and ability to communicate and interact with the rest of the world and also performing complex calculations on the fly in high speed. It is the time that we have at our disposal that makes the computer so important. The computer is a great invention of the human mind, and it is the most important invention for the humankind. It is the best invention we have ever known and also it is the most powerful invention that mankind has ever created. Man is an intelligent being, he has a mind of his own and he can also communicate with others as it is the time of socialization. Computer, simulate man behind the machine. The machines of today will control tomorrow. They have already started. The computers will not be human computers. They will be as human as it is possible to be. Without being humans. They will control us because we have placed them on our bodies, they are inside us. I don't believe that people in general are going to want to go the way which the computers seem to be moving in. But the people who control the computers and the people who do not want to go that way we will be facing a very big danger the computers have become so much more powerful in the last decade the power that they have in themselves is not going to disappear they are going to keep on building on what they have now and they are going to keep on doubling in capability that means they will control mankind even better than they do to computer simulate man behind the machine one way to make students see their work through teachers want to know what students know can do and how well they can do it the best way to learn this is to get students to write design code or build so we are spending more time than ever on our classroom computers it's one thing to be able to log on to your computer and send a message. Another to be able to write a paragraph and share it with your class. The ability to design is important, and that requires more than knowing how to log on. Students need to understand why they are doing what they are doing. How will this affect me? Why did I choose this option? What do I need to know before I begin? We want to empower them with what they need to be successful. With this in mind, they need to have a goal. Do they want to write a story, a blog, a video, a website? Computer simulation of the world at a much higher resolution than real-world observations. 
in contrast to purely deductive models. An example is the use of a supercomputer to generate global climate models which can predict how climate change will impact the Earth. The simulations help to confirm theories for why the planet is as it is, and enable scientists to investigate what effects would be caused by different levels of human activity. But what happens when computer models disagree with observation? As scientists explore the world, some say they are increasingly finding anomalies that are not accounted for in their models, so they're exploring ways to address the inaccuracies. What's in the box? Computer models simulate reality by manipulating many different variables, such as temperature, ocean currents, rainfall, wind and sea level. A supercomputer such as the Titan supercomputer at Oak Ridge National Laboratory in Tennessee could simulate more than 1 billion people at a time, if necessary. Airsoft? We, so in the industry now, like there's like two schools of thought. Like, one school of thought is have an armor on set. Yeah. Have your real guns, have your blanks, all that stuff, or have an armorer on set and have them bring realistic looking airsoft weapons so that there's no way that there's never a lot, there's never any, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Never any ammunition. There's even like fake shotgun shells that shoot out of the shotgun, but it never fires, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's what I think work. But there's so many movies that still use that. It's like, So basically, since we're already on this topic, what do you think about Alec Baldwin? Did you hear his new interview where he said he didn't pull the trigger? That's crazy. I mean, I... Yeah, he was with George Stephanopoulos the other day, and he said he didn't didn't pull the trigger. What did he say happened? He had his finger on the round piece, and it went off. And he basically was saying the director who he shot was telling him where to point the gun. Yeah, he completely denied it. He, he said he had nothing to do with it, and he didn't shoot it. Yeah. And now they're saying that there was another box of ammo brought to the set. It's what... I think this is going to be one of the trials of the decade, maybe. Um, yeah as far as Hollywood goes, but just curious about what your thoughts are about Alec Baldwin. Well, that's, I mean, so I feel like everybody in this situation is a victim of poor planning mm-hmm. and poor execution. And there should not be guns on set. I just think that, like, regardless of if it was the, I don't love that he's blaming the director particularly. I don't mind that he's saying that he, I, I, don't, I don't mind him saying that it's not his fault, I don't necessarily think it's anybody's fault. Mm. But it's the fault. It's just the fault of the people who made the decision to bring ammo on set. And that probably is a combination of the director and Alec Baldwin and the producers and the people with... It's a bunch of people who said yes to bringing live ammunition on set. Um, I think that, like, I'd have to watch the interview to yeah, you gotta watch like, it. him yeah. blaming... Because I just don't love... I don't love when he, when anybody blames anybody on a set because it's so hard to make a movie. I mean, it's a fucking 14-hour days, yeah. usually, and people are exhausted. And that's why you don't bring guns on set because you're working yeah. 15 hours a day 
every day for a month. Someone's going to get shot. Well, apparently the lawyer for the ammunition company said they certified that they were all blanks. And now they're saying that there's a box brought on the set of a different armor company with, with live ammo. So then it's the person that brought that ammo on set that's responsible yeah. for... And then the woman, her name's Heidi, I think her name is? Yeah, yeah the armor. She, yeah, the armor. She, she, uh, uh, what did she say she did? She loaded five blanks. And then the, the sixth one was jammed. She couldn't fit it in there. So they went to lunch and she put them in a sock, not even a locked drawer. And she came back and then she cleaned it and they put another one in there. So those gun, the guns, there were a couple of them, they were loaded and they were put in a sock. They weren't even locked up. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's what she said. To police. Well, how is that a... She said oh they literally put him in a sock. And then they were left alone for like an hour and a half, two hours. And then they came back and no one looked at them or checked them. She said, well, I checked them before lunch. Yeah, I mean, that's such a bad... That's so bad. Yeah. But that's why. That's why... No, no, no live, no guns that can fire live ammo on set. I just don't believe that. I don't believe in it. Like, I don't. Brandon Lee, right? Was yes. He... Oh my God. Yeah. An incredible actor. Yeah. Shot in the chest. I mean, like. I don't know. It sounds like there might have been some foul play, or I don't know, you know, or sabotage. But they say there's no evidence. So, yeah. Yeah, I, it, 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 it was like super tough for everybody in the industry that morning because it's like that could happen. I know a lot of people who have yeah. been on set with live guns. And that's super scary. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I guess like the hope is that like there just won't be that anymore. Yeah, I would recommend listening to the Alec Baldwin interview. Yeah. Was, uh, he's incredibly well prepared with his whole dramatic reenactment. They prepped him. I don't know. Um, you know, he's saying that it's not his responsibility to check the gun and that he was taught to give to the armor and that he's not checking it but George Clooney who gave his own opinion said that he always checks them so there isn't a standard you right, know. but yeah I don't know. it's hard for me to take that guy seriously just for because of what he said and passed and done yeah. and, you know um, but hasn't done himself a lot of favors plus yeah and plus I have this kind of thought here that, you know, you only bring live animal on unless you you want to kill somebody. Okay. Don't tell me you're going to bring live animal on the set knowing that there's blanks. 
without some intent towards farming. I don't know. Something's fishy. Nobody, nobody knows. You know, everybody's pointing. Yeah. Oh, it's him. No, it's him. Yeah. Oh, everybody, nobody wants to take the blame. See, that's the part for me that's tough, is the pointing and the pointing and the pointing. Yeah. I don't like that he blamed the director. I don't think that that's okay. And he's getting, you know, he's getting sued, the producer, since he's a producer, and the insurance company's getting sued. So then you have to ask yourself, who benefited from an insurance policy? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, that's like, I mean, it's gonna, I'm sure it's gonna keep development because that interview is probably one on a long list of things that's gonna come up. Because the director lived, right? The, the second one lived, the first one died, yeah. So, yeah, the, the, the cinematographer died, but the director's alive, so he'll probably yeah. get an interview once he's out of the hospital or whatever, right? Like, he'll probably, just, you know, it's just gonna be. Well, my friend who's also in the industry said it's all caught on tape. Yeah. Because he's telling us. You go listen to George Stephanopoulos. He's telling us that as he's pointing a gun, she's directing him. And he's very specific. You gotta go listen to like 10 minutes at least of explanation. He, she's telling him, point it down. Put it up a little bit. Point it down. Go this way. Go, nope, no, now just hold it. Now, now hold it with your finger on the trigger. You know, that's what he said. So, by yeah. virtue of that, they caught this on camera. Yeah, she's rolling. She's rolling. Yeah. That's what's unique about this. So they've got the tape. The prime investigators will look at that. Yeah, it's interesting, huh? Yeah. Waste mouse from Detroit.
crimes that are going to be involved, and hopefully they stay arrested. And they fired Fredo, fired CNN. Hmm, that's kind of interesting. And there's all kinds of news coming about Tucker Carlson being friends with Hunter Biden. Things are about to get exciting. Father of Rust Armorer says sabotage might be to blame for live rounds in gun used by Alec Baldwin. Deadline.com Five hours ago. Anonymous view. Rust Armorer's dad defends her over deadly onset shooting, pushes unsubstantiated claims of sabotage. Yahoo! News. Eleven hours ago. Anonymous view. Rust Armorer's father says he's not worried about investigation into fatal shooting. Yahoo! News. Seven hours ago. Anonymous view. Smallville actor shows why Colt can't fire itself in video seemingly disputing Alec Baldwin's Rust claim. Cinema Blend. Four hours ago. Anonymous view. Rust Armorer's father Harry defends daughter says she would have found live round, video. The rap on MSN.com. 11 hours ago. Anonymous view. Alec Baldwin is trying to sway public opinion, Rust Gaffer's attorney. Newsweek. 17 hours ago. Anonymous view. Reed defends Rust armorer daughter Hannah Gutierrez Reed in first interview. Yahoo on MSN.com. 12 hours ago. Anonymous View Alec Baldwin kisses wife Hilaria under the mistletoe days after Rust interview, tis the season. People A day ago Anonymous View Alec and Hilaria Baldwin delete Twitter accounts after emotional Rust interview. Variety A day ago Anonymous View Harry defense Rust armorer daughter Hannah Gutierrez read in first interview. Yahoo on MSN.com 12 hours ago Anonymous view Alec Baldwin kisses wife Hilaria under the mistletoe days after Rust interview, tis the season People A day ago Anonymous view Alec and Hilaria Baldwin delete Twitter accounts after emotional Rust interview Variety A day ago Anonymous view Alec and Hilaria Baldwin delete Twitter accounts days after his emotional rust shooting sit-down. People. A day ago. Anonymous view. 2021's notable moments on TV, Capital Riot, Rust, Shatner. Associated Press on. A day ago. Anonymous view. Alec Baldwin's misguided interview slammed by Rust Gaffer's attorney, an attempt to sway public opinion. Yahoo! News. A day ago. Anonymous view. After Rust interview, Alec Baldwin deletes his Twitter account. Omaha.com. Nine hours ago. Anonymous view. Alec Baldwin to host NYC Awards Gala on Thursday in first public appearance since Rust tragedy. The rap on MSN.com. A day ago. Anonymous view. Alec Baldwin shares kiss with Hilaria under the mistletoe amid ongoing rust shooting investigation. Hollywood Life. A day ago. Anonymous view. 
Alec Baldwin to make his first public appearance since Rust shooting at human rights event. Yahoo! News. A day ago. Anonymous View.
the weapons expert who supplied firearms for use on the movie Russ told investigators he believed he knew how live rounds got mixed in with dummy rounds, according to an affidavit released on Tuesday. The Santa Fe County Sheriff's Office has been investigating the cause of the shooting on the set of the film on October 21, in which actor Alec Baldwin fired a shot that killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins and wounded the film's director, Joel Sousa. Detectives have focused on the question of how live rounds, which ordinarily would be forbidden anywhere near a movie set, came to be mixed with the dummy rounds. Seth Kenny, the weapons expert who supplied the guns for the film, told investigators on October 29 that he had received reloaded ammunition from a friend that had the same logo as the dummy rounds and blanks that he typically supplies to films. Seth described how a couple years back, he received reloaded ammunition from a friend, the investigators wrote in the search warrant affidavit. Seth described the ammunition stuck out to him due to the suspected live round to have, sick, a cartridge with a Starline brass logo on it. He described how the company only sells components of ammunition, and not live ammunition, and therefore it had to be a reloaded round. Reloading refers to making a new round with a case that has already been fired. The search warrant affidavit also includes new details from interviews with Hannah Gutierrez Reed, the 24-year-old armorer on the film, as well as her father, veteran film armorer Thay Reed, and the film's prop master, Sarah Zachary. Gutierrez Reed described loading the revolver with five dummy rounds before lunch on October 21st. She said the sixth round would not fit in the gun, so after lunch she cleaned it out and then was able to load it. She said she didn't really check it too much before loading the final bullet because the gun had been locked up during lunch. Gutierrez Reed said she was outside the church when she heard the gunshot, and then heard people calling for a medic. We had the gun the whole time before that, and nothing happened, and I wasn't in there, and they weren't even supposed to be pulling the hammer back, she told investigators. Gutierrez Reed was very emotional when deputies arrived on the scene according to an incident report released Tuesday. A deputy advised she was not under arrest, had her sit in a squad car, and asked for medical personnel to attend to her, according to the report. Her father, Thareed, provided a statement to investigators on November 15, and gave a follow-up interview on November 17. He offered his own theory on the origin of the live rounds. In his telling, he and Kenny worked together on another project in August or September, where they provided live fire training for actors on a firing range. Kenny asked Reed to bring some live rounds in case they ran out of ammunition. Reed brought a can that included live ammo, and after the training, Kenny took the rounds home, according to the affidavit. Reed said he made several attempts to get the ammunition back from Kenny, but that Kenny told him to write it off. The can included .45 caliber rounds, and Reed suggested they might match the rounds found on the set of Rust. In her interview, Zachary told investigators that after the shooting she checked the box of .45 caliber rounds that was on the prop cart, and that had been used to load the weapon. She found that some of the cartridges rattled when she shook them, indicating they were dummy rounds, but that some did not, leading her to believe they were also live rounds. Zachary told investigators that the ammunition came from several sources, including Kenny and a man named Billy Ray. She said that Gutierrez Reed also brought some ammunition left over from a previous project. Investigators obtained a warrant to search Kenny's company, P. 
PDQ Arm and Prop, LLC, at its location at a strip mall in Albuquerque. The warrant authorizes investigators to seize documentation and any ammunition with the Starline Brass logo. Juan Rios, a spokesman for the Santa Fe County Sheriff's Office, said the case will be presented to the DA's office once it is completed. An attorney for Gutierrez-Reed, Jason Bowles, called the search warrant a huge step forward today to unearth the full truth of who put the live rounds on the rust set. Bowles had previously suggested that the rounds could have been placed by a disgruntled crew member in order to sabotage the set.